What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Release the Eight podcast. Bo Corsetto here, Linton Daniel also here. And just to remind you, we are on YouTube. We also are on all the audio platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to things. So take your pick and uh, please share and let us know how these podcasts are helping you or what else you would want to learn about. We are in season two and we are talking about ministry seasons of ministry decline and what does the apostolic prophetic and evangelist have to do uh, in seasons of decline? Like how can they be helpful? What are the temptations that we could be facing? And so today we're talking about the role of the prophetic, um, the, the prophetic leader, what is their role in seasons of decline? What's their temptation in seasons of decline? And so we hope to encourage you today on that. If you resonate with that office, you know, someone that's like, Oh, I, I know that person's prophetic. This will be really helpful for them as we're in a season that is just challenging um, in our world. As we mentioned in our first episode, that people are thinking about quitting ministry more than ever. Uh, church attendance is down more than in a long time, in, at least in the Western world. And so before we go further, um, Linson, I want to ask you, can you just help us and our listeners understand uh, what are we meaning by prophetic? What are we not meaning um, before we continue into this, this episode about the temptations and the invitations? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Bo. Um, yeah. So the, the prophet, you know, maybe to remind everyone, I think you mentioned this, Bo, we, we do have a couple of uh, episodes about this. So you can go back and we, we define the prophet. We invite our friend Maureen to come on and uh, shed some light about her being a prophet and evangelist. So there's something there, but it, but just a, a quick definition of a prophet in, in this setting is a, a prophet wakes up the people of God. So a lot of times they're, they're focused on people who know God and they wake those people up back to the presence and the reality and the practices of God. And so oftentimes we ask people of God can grow jaded or cold or dull to the move of the Holy Spirit. And so a prophet reawakens that, that, that sense of God's move. Um, so I would say on an individual level that, and maybe in a communal level, there's a waking up, but also a prophet also uh, stands against or is in resistance to any powers or institutions that have raised themselves against God. And so, so there's even that piece too. So it's the work of the enemy or the work of our own uh, brokenness and sin in the world that have created systems that have raised themselves up against God. The prophet points those things out and calls for uh, repentance and uh, and renewal. So that, that's kind of like, I would say, uh, what a prophet does. Does it make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I heard you say repentance and renewal. Um, so really, we're not talking about crazy visions here. Um, we're not talking about per predicting the future, oh, sure. um, right? We're, we're talking about they, they speak out against uh, power to call for repentance, whether that's institutions or personal sin, yes. um, which can be very challenging, or um, they're calling for renewal, you know, the Holy Spirit to uh, be active and, and flood into um, uh, people groups, even individual lives, like, Hey, I want to see a work of God here. And so they're, they're calling into that. And so if that's true, and, and that's where we're going now, that's, that's the prophetic leader. And if you're, if you're someone that resonates with that, you're like, yes, that that's what mm -hmm. we do. Um, 
what what do you think the temptations are for a prophetic leader in seasons of ministry decline? And, and the reason we're doing this this uh, season uh, is because hey, we are in the West. We know we have people watching this around the world, but the the church has just been a really difficult place the last. Yeah. Um, couple years, generally speaking, with attendance, with people's apathy towards God. Um, there's been a lot of cultural things that have been tough, which we've commented on a lot, whether it's the racial realities, mm-hmm. whether it's the the virus and mm-hmm. how you deal with that or not, whether it's the political realities with Trump and Biden. And um, we have just become so fractured mm-hmm. in many ways culturally, but then in the church, it, it's not growing. Mm-hmm. Um, not only a number, but in vibrancy. And so we're just finding ourselves in a place of decline, n- not only numerically, I would say with vibrancy in the faith, but also in unity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you have a prophet in the season decline, obviously we want the prophet to help us move forward out of seasons of decline. But before we talk about that, what do you think the, the temptation is for a prophet in this season that I just described. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the way you described the season, you, you've definitely painted a bleak picture. So, so when things are hard and you are known as a prophet, you typically say hard things. So um, I would say some of us are tempted to be quiet because I mean, it's already so hard in the world. Like I don't want to add, another hard statement you know or you might like so um i had a friend who told me they they were they they typically live in in the upper northeast part of the country and they came to texas to visit and he said he was struck by the fact that there was like no one wearing a mask or something like that and so he leaned over to uh, a, a a fellow texan uh, in a restaurant was like, Hey man, you know, doesn't anyone wear a mask down here? I'm just curious just to get the guy's take. And the guy was like, dude, the pandemic is over, like find a new cause, you know? And there was this, this sense of like, wow, like the world is so divided and people have their camps and where, whether you wear a mask or not, you're, you're raising your voice. So you wear a mask, you're raising your voice. You don't wear a mask, you're raising a voice. And a prophet is called to raise their voice to talk about God. But if everyone around you is saying hard things in a hard time, everyone's upset and raising their voices, you kind of wonder if anyone's going to hear me in the midst of all this yelling, whether it's online or in real life. Am I just adding fuel to the fire? Like, am I just making people more angry? So these are all the temptations I feel like would come to a prophet's mind. And I feel like the end result is they won't say anything, no matter what God is really pressing in their heart to say, uh, reawaken my people. I, I'm not going to say anything or speak against that. That's wrong. That That's an idol or that's a system against me. I don't know, God. I don't really know if I want to say anything right now. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I think you're right. I, I, I'm wondering, taking even a step further, if there's just a fatigue, oh, like the cool. temptation is to... Tired give into fatigue, um, or stop because of fatigue, like, okay, you, maybe people have been speaking out for the last couple of years, like, um, in these different realities, calling people back to God, 
whatever side they're on uh, of these issues. And it's like, gosh, is anything even changing? Is anything even making a difference? Um, I'm getting tired. And so I'm going to just stop. Or I really thought things were going to change when I spoke out about that a year ago and it's not changing at all. So what's the point? I'm going to just give up. And I think that can happen to any prophet. I think it's, you're especially susceptible if you're younger or more immature as a prophet. And I don't mean that as a dig, just less developed. Mm-hmm. And, and what I would say, you know, your temptation there is, is just to say, uh, maybe I'm not one. Uh, maybe this doesn't work. Maybe I'm tired. Maybe this isn't the way to go about it. And, and I think, you know, Jesus would say, the Holy Spirit would say that's called you as a prophetic leader is just because things aren't changing doesn't mean you're, mm-hmm. you're not still a prophet or just because it's hard doesn't mean you're not still a prophet or just because people aren't listening doesn't mean you shouldn't still speak, uh, yeah. uh, Jeremiah. And so, um, I I'm sensing that as a temptation and I'm wondering how many are listening to this feel like, yeah, I just don't want to talk anymore. I don't want to be the guy against or the girl against anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm tired of fighting against people and I'm not sure if I'm seeing all the changes that I want to see. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Um, you know, um, a friend of mine right now is battling cancer and, uh, the interesting thing about cancer is it's, it's cells that constantly replicate that should not replicate. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's excess that it, that is damaging the rest of the body. And what happens is the immune system has to step up to do that. But often you guys know this in cancer patients, the immune system is suppressed, you know, due to chemotherapy or radiation. Uh, one of my professors said um, uh, lately said that uh, prophets are the immune system of God's people. Well, they know when something is wrong in the body. And so they react quickly. The Holy Spirit tells them there's something wrong in the body or there's something wrong in the system. But you guys know what happens when the immune system, like you said, Bo, gets too tired or the immune system just ceases to function because of the situation it's in. The entire body gets sick. The entire body dies, like things that should not replicate, begin to replicate over and over and over again and cause damage. So, man, I really resonate. You, you nailed it. I mean, it's not just fear, you know, to be quiet. It's, it's fatigue, man. That's really good. But a fatigued immune system is deadly, right? Yeah. Rest immune system is deadly. I love that. I mean, I hadn't heard you say that before. That's gold. I wrote it down. If, if our prophetic leaders are the immune system and, and get fatigued, like you're saying, our, our body can't fight right. Our body can't anchor. Um, it, it, it will float into chaos or in, into chaos. more disease, right? And so that leads me um, to the invitation that we'd want to give to um, you listening to this that are prophetic leaders, that if the temptation is to just stop um, speaking out or speaking against or calling the church back to God because you're tired or because you're fearful or because it's not working, whatever the reason may be, yeah, yeah. the temptation is just to, to stop, right? Like, I'm just going to stop calling people back. <laughs> um, the invitation is actually to call people, but to renewal. Um, mm-hmm. 
we need renewal in our church so bad. We need renewal in the body of Christ so bad. And, and this is part of maybe the conundrum we're in is that if you yourself are feeling tired, how can you call for renewal? You need renewal. Mm-hmm. Well, shoot, this is why we need prophets with every you know, inch of energy they have to, to call out for renewal and help help each other, help the rest of the body. Because here's what we mean by renewal. Like we mean it a couple of ways. One, we need you to rise up and, and call the Christian body to renewal as far as anchoring, deepening their roots, going, uh, abiding with Jesus, hanging on. So many people are leaving their faith. So many people are leaving their calling. Like we need a deeper gear. We need a deeper level. Um, as we talked about in the first episode with the, um, the U curve mm-hmm. and you get into the breakdown uh, cycle, the prophet comes right in there and says, keep fighting with God, keep contending, keep praying. Don't give up. Mm-hmm. A breakthrough is coming. Yeah. That's the invitation. We need you to rise up and call our church not to give up, yeah. to keep pressing into God. It is a hard season. It is a season climb. Yeah. It is not fun doing ministry right now. There's not a lot of energy around us with faith and we need to be reminded to keep going. It's totally worth it. But then there's a communal renewal too. And Linton, do you want to talk a little bit about that and the invitation for renewal amongst communities? I mean, yeah. I mean, I love, I love what you're saying. You know um, yeah. The prophet not only tells the individual don't give up, you know, as an individual, but tells entire organizations or entire neighborhoods let's all long together for a breakthrough because sometimes the breakthrough for a neighbor or a breakthrough for a family member can be won um as you contend on their behalf you know before god you know god get my friend out of this uh breakthrough loop that or break uh, breakdown loop that they're in and a prophet stirs the community together. There's a longing, a desperation. Our, our church right now, we just came out of 21 days of fasting. Um, and I don't think anyone really wants to fast, right? But like the prophets say, this is the moment. This is the season. This is the kairos for all of us to come together, point all of our affections towards back to God remove all the idols in our life, just lay them all down and Mm. confess them to God. But there's something about when repentance hits an entire community. I mean, it turns into like renewal. There's a, there's the longing back after God and the prophet really sets the stage for that. Right. And we need them when, when things go into decline, because when things go into decline, Bo, all our idols get shown, you know, like we, you know, we were, we were talking about the apostles idols last last episode uh, the prophet can he can clearly he or she can clearly see all our idols when things are going in decline so when we're going down the apostle says hey let's get to new places and they're right their optimism to get to new places is right the evangelist is saying let's get to that new lost person and that that inclination is right we don't give up on our friends but the prophet tells us don't give up on god like God is at work. He is renewing his people. He's renewing individuals. He's renewing, you know what I mean? And so he's, the, he or she, the prophet needs to speak because uh, if our immune system doesn't tell us something is wrong or the immune system doesn't kick into high gear to get us into a place to contend, you know, we're lost. We're lost in a critical season. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. The don't give up on God, right? I mean, that's kind of the banner 
statement, banner energy. I think with the prophet, like you're saying, the the apostles' energy is an optimism for new places, and the the evangelist energy is an optimism for new people or new life. Mm-hmm. Um, the prophetic's energy is for God um, mm-hmm. Himself, unadulterated uh, presence of God. And so I like that. Don't give up on God. When, when you're calling for repentance in structures or people, it's because you don't want them to give up on God. You want, you want the people to know God is here and you're out of line with him in your injustice or in your sin. Um, don't give up on him. Don't, don't miss that. He's here. Come back, turn around, right? If it's the call for renewal, Um, don't give up on God. He's here. He wants to infuse you with his Holy spirit. He wants to meet you. He wants to dwell with you. He wants to be friends with you. He wants to encounter you like press in, don't give up, don't give up. And I love that. And I just resonate so strongly with the need for prophetic voices calling out, don't give up for on God right now, because I just see so many people, um, feeling and acting as if he's really not there. Like whether it's people giving up on their callings, um, it's some people, it's almost as if, I don't know if God's really doing anything here. I'm just going to go get another job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be clear. Some people need to make a transition and God is calling them in transition. And that's part of God's work and renewal in them. Some people are quitting yeah, they're because they're just not able to see God right now, or it's hard or it's difficult or it's not fun. And I would say if they had a prophetic person in their life, they would say, don't give up, go deeper. Right. Um, I think about people that aren't going back to church that could be going back to church um, that are not watching church, even though they could be, it's like, they need a prophetic leader to say, Hey, go deep with God, engage just because it's become convenient not to engage with the body of Christ. And we've been given permission through a pandemic to kind of isolate don't stay isolated. Don't give up, go deep, be with God. Um, find a way to do community in the right way. Find a way to share your life, find the way to seek him. Like don't give up. He is here. And I think the longer we're in this season of isolation or doing church online or not doing church at all, it's easy to believe maybe God's not that important. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he's not really here. Um, Maybe he doesn't have that much to say about my life. I sense that slow creep in my own life until I get back with it. And then I'm like, dang, man, I'm hearing from God. I'm feeling with God. I'm around the people again. I can only imagine what others are doing that aren't even trying to lead in this space. And so I just, I resonate. We need that prophetic leader. We need you um, to keep speaking out and calling for renewal and reminding us God is here and he's ready to move no matter what kind of season we've been in, no matter what kind of decline you've seen, renewals right around the corner. Amen. Do you not perceive the new thing that I want to do? Right. Isaiah, it's like, do you not perceive it? It's there. It's ready. Even in the desert streams in the desert, it's there. That's the prophet. Yeah. That's the prophet. The prophet says those crazy things. And man, you know, as apostles, man, we really need prophets. I mean, cause the, the, the tough, why, why the tough work of laying foundation you know, and not just wondering like, man, is this really worth it? That's going to creep into our minds. Right. You know, and the prophet says, absolutely. And we're like, what? Well, I mean, like for the new place, and it's like, no, for the person of God, you know, and then you're like, oh yeah. 
That is why I'm in this. I'm in this for, for God, you know? Thank you, prophet, for reminding me of that, you know? And they often have to say the hard thing to the apostle. They have to say the hard thing to the pastor. The pastor is just trying to get everyone to get along. When the prophet walks in and says, yeah, I'm glad we're getting everyone to get along here, but did you know these people aren't even here, you know? And the pastor's like, oh my goodness, that's such a hard word. But we need the prophet to say, God is, God longs for this person to be here. This is on the heart of God, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. yeah, I think that's good. Like it's making me think, I hadn't thought about it this way, but in a season decline of decline, what's the role of the prophet? Part of the role is with the generative, generative roles of apostle and evangelists that are going out to plant new communities and to lead and people to Christ and share the gospel. The, the prophet's role is to say, do it with God, do it because of God. Don't do it just for ambition or growth. Um, right. I mean, how many times have we heard the church in this season, you know, you're a pastor, we all have pastor friends, you know, donations are down, man. We got to get people giving more. We got to get people back in the seats um, to give, or my ministry's down. We got to go make more invites. We got to get, get them or gosh, we're on less campuses or in less we have less small groups than ever. We got to go start more. And then the prophet goes, why <laughs> Gosh. do you need more money? Are you trying to get more money? Are you just trying to get more people? Are you trying to feel better about your ambition or is it because of God? Is it because he's inviting you? Is it because he's leading you? Is it because God is in love with those people? So we better get to new mm -hmm. places and plant new communities. We better share the gospel so they can meet God and know his love. Like, What's motivating you, right? And the apostle and the evangelist has to so many times check their motivations mm -hmm. because it, it's a double-edged sword, right? We have a generative energy that's from God for the love of God and with the love of God, but we also have a generative energy just because we're ambitious mm -hmm. um, yeah, or yeah. we're potsters or we're social or um, we like growing things. And it's like, well, that's not God necessarily. That's you. <laughs> and the prophet yeah. in a season of angst, when the apostle prophet and evangelists want to go grow and get it back to growing, the prophet has to go, whoa, 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 whoa. do it from the right place. Not just because you're angsty about decline. Yeah. Yeah. So the prophet will have to say the hard thing to us, to us. Yeah. To apostles, to evangelists, to the pastor, to the teacher, he'll, he'll, he or she will have to say the hard thing. So we, Bo and I are just trying to tell you, uh, and some maybe in a prophetic way back to the prophets don't give up on god like we need for you to speak don't be tempted to say what the rest of the world is saying you know all throughout scripture false prophets are the ones that say peace peace you know false prophets are the ones that say all is well we know things are not well and we have plenty of people saying that things are okay those are false prophets we need for you to say to us the right thing let's get back on track with god Let's long for God. Let's do this from the right place with God, inside of God's love for others. And, and so if I know we said this last week about the apostles. Apostles are so critical in times of decline. I feel like I have to say it again. Prophets are so critical in times of decline. Like we need you to speak um, to help us get out of the breakdown curve so we can kind of see this renewed hope and, and, uh, and optimism. We need you to speak. Yeah. Good. It's great. Well, Hey, I think that's good for today. Um, yeah. 
Next week, we'll talk about the Vangelis. I know I'm super pumped about it. That's one of my main <laughs> callings. And, you know, what's the role of the Vangelis in a season of decline? Um, and I got a lot to say about that. I've been thinking about that a ton. But glad we were able to talk about the prophetic role today. As always, if you have any comments or thoughts about it, something we missed, which I'm sure we did, yeah. um, shoot us an email. Um, you can find that on releaseape.com or leave us a comment on YouTube. Um, let us know. We want to interact with you. We want to know if this is resonating. Uh, please like and subscribe, uh, whatever uh, medium you're, you're listening or watching us through. Any closing thoughts from you, Linton? Nope. Just don't give up on God. I'm talking to me and I'm talking to all of you listening. Let's not give up on God. Or the Cowboys. Oh, gosh. Why do you have to constantly do that? <laughs> Hey, you know the Cowboys have the same amount of playoff wins over the last 25 years that the Cincinnati Bengals had this year. Wow. Wow. Isn't that interesting? That okay. With that, go Burrow, uh, go Bengals, <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week. Peace. Peace. <laughs>